With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin Okay, Brent Musburger, you're looking live. Thank you very much. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher here on an easy Commodore's Sunday morning. We're going to get to, remember, GM Shuffle. You can find it right now over at vsin.com or wherever you download your podcast. Michael does a great job. Femi and Michael with the blue and red chip players. We're going to go through the wide receivers coming up in just a little bit here, Michael Lombardi. Um, but I wanted to circle back. Annie Agar is going to join in 11 minutes. Thomas Gable is going to join us as well. I wanted to circle back on Pickett because I think it's important. I'm watching that game, and these were glorified handoffs. He was poised. He was mobile. A couple of nice throws on the run. You like to see it. But he was the lone first-rounder drafted as far as a quarterback. Played well. 13 of 15, 95, two touchdowns. That was a lot of yak on the game-winning touchdown. It was just a 10-yard out. Also, to back up a little bit, Trubisky and Rudolph also played very well. This is interesting in Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, I mean, Trubisky, it was the perfect game for Trubisky. It was an easy coverage game. He could read it. He had throws he could make, and he did a nice job with it. And when he had to use his feet, it was easy for him to do, which is natural for Trubisky. You know, Trubisky's always going to be a one-look-and-go. Trubisky's also going to be the kind of quarterback that if it goes that way in practice, in the game, he's good. And typically, preseason will go that way. Uh Look, let, as a comparison, Malik Willis to Pickett. You know, one guy's picked in the first, one guy's picked in the third. I thought Pickett had more rhythm, more feel to the game. I thought Willis has showed athletic skills, but he didn't show any ability to want to stay in the pocket and read it out. In fact, Rabel had to take him out in the middle of a drive because he got tired of him running around. You know, at some point, you got to play quarterback. At least Pickett was trying to play quarterback. Give him that. I think what Pickett earned is more reps, more reps with – other players, more earlier reps, and the idea that we're going to have to do a little bit more. We're going to need to see some things. You know, get him in the second quarter. Get him in the second, you know, at the end of the first quarter. Maybe sit Trubisky for a game. You know, kind of do all that. I think Tomlin will have a good strategy when it comes to that. But I will say this, watching that game, don't underestimate the Pittsburgh Steelers. They played physical. You know, they tackled well in the game. They, they, their, their offensive line came off the football with pad level. This is a team that will be well coached. They'll be well prepared. They'll be hard to play. And with the skill players that they do have, Johnson, Chase Claypool, and this Pickens kid, along with Harris in the backfield, they're going to be a tough out. 
Nine and seven last year, win total set at seven and a half, so I don't really need to follow up. You like them on that over. I do. I've liked them on the over. I know on paper it looks easy to take the under because you don't know where they are. But I think when I watched that game yesterday, and I'm going to watch the tape this afternoon, when I was watching the game, I think we often don't put enough value on the head coach or that the guy who's really in charge of the operation. We have become such a subcontracting league. You know, he runs the offense, he runs the defense, even though we call him a head coach. But when you get a head coach like Tomlin or Belichick, you got to layer that into the equation because they're setting up the team to have success in all three phases. I think that's what you see in Mike Tomlin. He will prepare this team to play well. And I think ultimately, whatever he gets out of quarterback, as long as it's not negative plays and turnovers, I think they can win nine games, Patrick. So, Michael, they're building Pickett's confidence. And remember, at Pitt, with Mark Whipple as the offensive coordinator, kind of a quarterback-friendly offense as well, a lot of yak. Here's one thing that did stand out with Pickett to me, and you can correct me. We knew this from Pittsburgh. Not a strong arm. Not a big arm. Yeah, no. No, and I think that's going to be the problem, you know. And when you don't have a strong arm, you know, the number one thing you have to do as a defense is it's is get inside the paint. You got to pressure him in. It's one of the things you have to do with Tua because Tua can't drive the ball, you know, from any location. He's got to use his lower body to get into the football and drive it. And when he can't step into it, that's a real problem. That shuts down the passing game. Same thing that's going to be with Pickett. When you don't have that great arm where you can throw it from any different angle and put it anywhere you want, Russell Wilson example, which he can do, then it be, the defense all of a sudden has a less area to defend on the field. And if you coordinate that pass rush correctly and you get in front of the quarter, these quarterbacks without great arms, they will wear down. The other thing, Patrick, is the longer the season goes, players with lack of arm strength, the arm strength doesn't improve. That's why baseball pitchers run the outfield in spring training. Your lower body, you lose some juice. See, we're watching all these quarterbacks today. They haven't been hit yet. They're all, their eye levels are all up the field. You know, They haven't been hit yet. It's when you get hit is when you really know what you have. You know, I wrote down as far as the rookies, to be honest with you, I thought Ritter may have been the most impressive. Sam Howell, even though Sam Howell wasn't playing against anybody, those two stood out. Right. I mean, you liked Kenny Pickett's poise, but again, if you watch the game and you'll watch the tape again today, it's not like you were wowed based on just the succession of play calls. That's my opinion. Well, I think you just have – yeah, I think what, what, what has to happen in preseason, you have to earn the right to get more plays. You have to earn the right to get more because right now, if you don't play well against the, the threes and you're the first-round draft pick, there's a concern there. you know. And I think, obviously, Pickett's earned that right. I think Ryder's earned that right. And so when you look at Sam Howell's earned that right. So the more reps you can get, the better off you're going to be, and then we can do it. Remember what we said before preseason started. It's all about evaluating the level of comp that you're going against. So what they've proven is they need to play with some with different level of comp to see if they can react to it. If I phrase Carolina's quarterback battle as Baker's to lose, could you also phrase it as Geno Smith's to lose up in Seattle? Is that fair? No, because I think, I think Drew Locke has a really strong voice inside the building in John Schneider. He likes him. John Snyder wanted to draft him coming out of Missouri. And so the part of the deal was when they made that trade, even though I'm not a Drew Locke fan, everyone in the league told me Snyder loves Locke. And I respect Snyder. So he obviously sees something that I don't see. And I think he's going to get every opportunity to win it. 
I think it's going to – I think what he did in the Pittsburgh game, I wouldn't be surprised if they start Locke the next week because they don't know who's going to be their starter. And I think it's going to go forward. I think Drew Locke has as good a chance to start as anybody based on what's going to happen over the next two weeks. Okay. Let's clean up some odds and ends, and then we're going to get to Annie Agar here in five minutes, social media superstar. Michael, and she's also going around to camp. She's been in Minnesota. She's been to the Commodores. Yes, that's on purpose. Go back to watch the beginning of the show. A couple things. One, uh, a couple few things for you, Michael Lombardi. Zach Wilson, two, two to four. Uh, Drake London looks like they avoided a big-time injury for the Atlanta rookie, the wide receiver. And then I'm going to go to Deshaun Watson. I haven't heard anything today. Have you? Do you have an update for me on Deshaun Watson? No, but we know where this is headed. I mean, we know where this is going. It's going to be more than six. And I think if it's less than a year, it's a win for Watson and the Browns. You know, I would suspect once they get that verdict, they will then make all their attempts to get Garoppolo. And if you're San Francisco... You know Zach Wilson. I mean, look, they they have Joe Flacco as the backup. Joe Douglas loves Joe Flacco. The head coach, Salai, loves Flacco. So why would they make a move for Garoppolo for a two- to four-week injury? So take them out of the equation. You know, I would say that just based on two to four weeks as a timetable for a quarterback with a lower body injury, I would lean towards the four weeks, not the two. I think that's why the line went up to seven in that game against Baltimore. And I think when you look at this Jet team, now I know they didn't play all their guys, but the Jet team to me is going to have to prove that they're better than just saying, hey, we're better. By the way, everybody's up to seven. Baltimore Jets week one, Baltimore's laying seven. Remember, key numbers when it comes to pro football betting and college for that matter, more pro. You know, we haven't talked about on the show. Think about that. I'm, Go ahead. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned Baltimore on the show. I saw Lamar Jackson in an interview, and I was like, whoa. Like, he has really, really gotten stronger. He looks bigger. He looks more physical. Uh, I think he took this offseason as a challenge to improve his body. And he's gained, you know, 10, 15 pounds. I don't know what it was. They asked him. He wasn't quite sure. But I think he's getting ready to have a hell of a year, and I think he will because his body looks like it. Now, I don't know how much if he lost any speed. I doubt if he lost speed because he was so fast before. But just looking at him, just looking at him, to me, showed that he really has put in the work this offseason. I think the only thing that Lamar Jackson needed was some Pepto-Bismol. That was the issue for him. Remember, with run into the restroom? Anywho, yeah. I digress right. on a Sunday. Um, but he, but so, again – Again, you know, what I saw in the first preseason game against Tennessee, they were under center more. They're going to run a little bit, you know, and yeah. if they do that with Lamar and run boots and nakeds, and they, then they could start to get to the outside quadrant of the field, which is something they're not very good at doing right now. Are you telling me you're bullish right now? You're in on Baltimore. I'm going to give you the regular, regular season wins, and then I'll go division. Uh, but you liked what you saw from the new look offense. It's not new look, but the little wrinkle there. I think it's a modification, and I liked what I saw just looking at Lamar. What the, you know, what tells me is how serious the player is in the offseason, right? How serious is he about improving his game? And he wanted to improve his body. It's like Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones was committed to improving himself this offseason, and it shows up. Now, we haven't seen him play in a real game, but I think he'll play better with the better, with, because he feels better, and he can adore some of those hits. His arm will improve because his lower body is going to be stronger. 
Okay, so the difference in books, and this is important for new betters, you see it right there with the profile. The Ravens at 10.5, Michael, you got to pay big-time juice if you want to go under. We'll look at DraftKings. They've got the Ravens set at 9.5, a full game's difference. you got to pay $1.60 to go over at DraftKings, but there's a difference in the market with BetMGM and DraftKings here on the Ravens. I, I, I mean, if I'm listening to us this morning and I could get to the DraftKings app and bet the over of 9.5, figuring they're going to get to 10-7, and seven, it's not like you've dominated the league with 10 wins. We're playing 17 games, right? So I I think, to me, this team is good enough. Remember, most NFL games are decided by three points or less. They have Mariano Rivera on their team. They can close out any game. You can say 10 and 7, and you can say 17 games all you want, and I'm still not used to it. This is another year in, and I'm still not used to it. Okay, coming up next, excited about this. Annie Agar is going to join us, social media superstar, running around to the camp. She's great. You're going to love it. That's coming up next here on the Lombardi Line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Michael, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app at MGM Sports. It has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in-game betting. You can go boosted odds specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring that status sheet ID there in Nevada. You're ready to go. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love it. Must be 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, so as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, something fun here. It's not often you're in the presence of social media greatness, but that's exactly what Annie Agar (laughs) is, of course, a nationwide correspondent and host over at Bally Sports. But here's my question for you, Annie, and thank you for joining us, and good morning to you. My question to start is, have you heard from the Jets And have you heard from the Cleveland Browns after showing off that arm at Minnesota Vikings camp? Have you heard from the teams yet? Surprisingly, you guys know. Uh, And and let me tell you, the bar is very low for me money-wise. So I pretty much accept any kind of contract right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Annie, you know, I, I love your videos and, and you don't hold back on you don't hold back on anybody. I mean, you just kind of make fun of it and you do it in such a great way. How did you get started doing doing what you do on, on Instagram and Twitter? How did that all I mean, you must own every single jersey in the NFL. How did this all begin? I'm pretty sure I do now. Yes. Um, you know, this, this really cool because it all kind of started during COVID back in 2020, I was working in local news. Um, and when COVID hit, we were covering, I was covering local sports and kind of getting ready for the big 10 season to start. Um, and it all stopped obviously, as we saw from COVID. And so I, I gotten on TikTok, um, and my, my younger sister's like, you're not going to understand what's going on. Don't do TikTok. But I, I'm like, I'm going to try it. Um, and I did my first video was about the big 10 and kind of how they would adjust to COVID. And I did a zoom meeting, um, incorporating all the teams and, and trying to kind of capture the the way that they act or the way that we think they act as a person. So, um, and it took off and did really well. And then I realized this might be an opportunity to kind of incorporate the NFL, which is what I'm obviously a big fan of. Um, and it just went from there. And I started doing these weekly meetings to try to kind of poke fun at um, at the teams and make it kind of light during a, a darker kind of situation that we were in with COVID. And it just, it did really well. So I thought this is kind of an avenue for what I want to do and, and how I can connect with fans and bring them all together. No, it's legitimately hilarious. Uh, I, I remember, yeah. I think it was a Big Ten Zoom meeting that kind of blew you up, and you can find it at Annie Agard's pin there. But, I mean, you're hilarious with the sarcasm and the levity. It's just great. Now, going to camps, Annie, the difference, what would you say the difference has been when you went to the Vikings camp and the Commanders camp? Was there something that stood out as far as a difference between the two camps? Other than uh, the fans in attendance, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Yes, you can. Yes, you say whatever you want. <laughs> well, what's funny is I, I, I did, you know, command. I love the commanders. I have a great uh, relationship with Coach Rivera. And I would post the content and I was like, oh, you know, fans came up and said hi to me and people commented, oh, all 10 of them. So stuff like that, you know, very different, very different dynamic between the two. But um, and it's also it was extremely hot. They, they train in Virginia at Washington um, and it was extremely warm. I like I've never experienced the heat that these guys play in like that. And coach said, oh, you should go. And when he was in Carolina, he said it was a million times worse. So that was very different too. Vikings was a little bit more, you know, temperature wise, a little more, a little more bearable. Um, but all in all, like the guys are super fun to talk to during training camp because they're they're super hyped for the season. They just, you know, they've kind of joke around and uh, and great, great social media content. So all in all, it was really a fun time to be out of training camp. How did Kirk Cousins handle your sarcasm towards him when you saw him? <laughs> you know, I didn't actually talk to him. And I was worried about that because I've, I've poked fun, I will admit, at Kirk and mm -hmm. at uh, Carson many a time. And so I, I met Carson Wentz. I didn't talk to Kirk, and which he ended up getting COVID. So that's kind of a good thing, I guess. But um, when I talked to Carson... <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there in, in the back of my head. I'm like, if he's seen my stuff, he's going to hate me. And I, I don't know if these guys have or not. And I, a couple of the a couple of the rookies came up to me and they were like, oh, love your TikToks. Like, um, we watch them all the time. So that made me feel really good. But then when it's guys that I poke fun at all the time, I'm like, oh, don't know if I want you to see my videos. And then I come up and try to do interviews with you. But usually they're super cool about it. Um, like Zach Wilson's t uh, DM'd me before and said, I showed my mom the video. She thinks it's hilarious. So stuff like that is really reassuring that, okay, they know I'm joking. They know I respect them. Um, but you never know. I'm just, I'm very yeah, cautious that is, about that. 
<laughs> that is Dr. Cousins, as we call him here on the show. He's not vaccinated. He got COVID. I'm not judging. I'm just yeah. saying he's not going to play tonight in Las Vegas. Annie Agar, social media superstar, Bally Sports, joining us here on the Lombardi line. So I wanted to follow up with that. Have you heard? Have you had any awkward run-ins? Have you heard from somebody? Because you are very sarcastic. To me, it's hilarious. Have you had an awkward run-in or heard from a player that was frustrated? Um, the only one that, that ever happened and it was after the Super Bowl, and I, and looking back, it was kind of, I took a big shot. I will say, uh, I posted a picture. If you guys go to social media, I think it's one of my pin pictures or videos. And I said, it was my first Super Bowl I'd ever covered with Bally sports is the company I work with. And I, I posted a picture of myself at the Super Bowl. And I said, it was wonderful providing coverage at my first Super Bowl on like Eli Apple, kind of a big <laughs> shot at him. I feel <laughs> <laughs> A little tough. I probably should have pulled that punch a little bit. Um, but his mom tweeted at me, and oh, yeah. it was a fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a fun time. But but I told that's what the funniest thing. I'm like, if these guys don't mess up, I won't call them out. So and I and I have the utmost respect for him. You know, I'll tell a guy that he did a great job if he did a great job. But that's also comedy. You know, you take shots, at, and I, I take shots at myself all the time. You know, if you can't, if you can dish it, you have to be able to take it too. So um, so I have these ideas to involve these guys in some roasts and let them take shots back at me, and I have no problem with it. So hopefully, hopefully, like I said, the guys know, and the more they meet me, the more they'll understand. I'm. I'm actually a nice person, I think. I just, you know, my <laughs> line of comedy, you got you to play that line. <laughs> I, I understand you grew up in Michigan. Are you a Lions fan? I mean, you and Patrick kind of have a, 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 this mutual interest in the Lions. And have you gone and spent some time with Dan Campbell? The two of you might hit it off really well. <laughs> I do feel like he'd be really good friends. I feel like we'd be really good friends. And I do. I resonate really well with Detroit fans because they're these hardworking, you know, like, hit the ground running type of people. And I absolutely love them. My family are all Detroit fans. I though was lucky enough to become a Packers fan <laughs> at a very young age. Um, kind of a funny story real quick. I just, I had a best friend from Wisconsin. I used to go over to her house on the weekends when I was like super young, six or seven. And I came home on weekend and I was like, Hey mom, they don't, they don't cry over there on Sundays. She goes, yeah, that's cause they're, that's cause they're fans. Dead serious. And I thought that's great. I'm going to become one of those to my brother's dismay. But uh, yeah, so I, I have, a bunch of family members that pretty much take up all of the NFC North. Um, but I do have a special relationship with Detroit fans and, and I resonate with them. Well, seen them in group therapy well, we many just, a time. We just, we, we just <laughs> learned that Annie Agar is a traitor. That's what we learned as a Detroit <laughs> fan. Annie, you'd bailed on us. I will say this, Michael and Annie back in the day when we'd go to the Silverdome and then now Ford field, we, the friends that I have and their Lions fans, we'd look for the, the idiots with the cheese heads, the foam cheese heads on their head, and then we would fight them. So that is the difference. Yeah. So, Annie, next time I see you, if you have a cheese foam head, we might fight. Is that cool? Uh, I'll bring it on. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> okay. okay. I will say this, Michael, just to follow up. I... The world's too serious, Annie. You keep doing what you're doing, man, because this stuff is fun. And especially yeah. in sports media where everybody on social gets so hypersensitive, just absolutely having, a, having fun is what we need. So I appreciate it. Oh, where I appreciate that. Next, Annie? What camp are you um, going to go to next? Uh, we're, we're looking for more preseason game. You know, I'm going to try and get out to a couple preseason games, um, just depending on where, you know, I have a couple people that work for Bally's on the West side. So I'm trying to cover kind of the East coast teams or the Midwest teams. Um, and like I told you, I have a great relationship with Midwest teams. Cause that's where I grew up in, you know, it's kind of my, 
my area. So um, we'll see what happens there, but I'm looking to kind of start up a couple shows and or podcasts leading into the season, just becoming more available, hopefully, to my followers than a TikTok a week type of thing. So um, that's kind of what's next, and we'll just see what this football season brings. So you, you're, Where you're do a you Packers get your fan? ideas from? Sorry, Michael, go ahead. No, no. I just wanted to know where, where, where do you generate your ideas from? Do you get it? Do you have a, somebody helping you writing, or do you just say, "Hey, that's a great idea"? I, I. So right now, I write all my own stuff. Um, it, you know, eventually, hopefully, I'll be able to have kind of a crew that helps me. But right now, it's great because I know what my followers want, jokes-wise, and I, I hopefully, you know, I stick to my my um, kind of personality that way when I write my own stuff. And honestly, my dad has the this dry sense of humor, and that's just how my family talks to each other. You know, it's like I love you followed by an insult. So that's just how I kind of grew up, <laughs> and we and that's how we talk sports. Like I I grew up, you know just harassing my brother endlessly about the Lions. So it just kind of came naturally um, on Twitter. And Twitter's a great place for it, so it kind of started there. And then these videos added another level to it. So it's all from my family. <laughs> Thank them completely. Okay. love it. Last question. As a Packers fan, what, what are your thoughts on your quarterback becoming a hippie? Don't even get me started. This man makes it so difficult for me to love him, and I try. I sit in this corner and defend him, but he's putting me up against a wall, and I've just about had it. One more weird thing happens. If he gets one more tattoo, I'm done. I'm not defending him anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I can't wait for you to go to Green Bay. You got to go. You got maybe you'll carry. You should walk. You should take his bike over to practice. That would be a great skit. You two could kind of get 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 a get a thing going there, and you could kind of get deeper into his personality. Ride his bike over, carry his helmet. Oh, I absolutely love it. I love it. I do. I wanted to ask him about the whole DMT situation. I told the guys when I was out in Minnesota, I said, you know, he takes DMT, which makes you hallucinate a lot. And so the other day, he hallucinated the craziest thing. He thought the Bears were going to have more than four wins. So. <laughs> I love it. Annie Agar, she's that. a social media superstar at Annie Agar, also Bally Sports, doing a great job. She's going to take shrooms and ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers. I look forward to it. Thank you, Annie. We appreciate you. Annie, thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate you. That was a lot of fun. We're coming back with Thomas Gable. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we got you back here, of course. College Football Betting Guide is out right now. Previews of all 131 teams over under recommendations, playoff predictions, best season win total bets. I mean, listen, it's all there. When I tell you it's 350 pages, it might be 380. It's all digital. It's very easy to navigate. So you want to go to a game, you want to go to a team in particular, it's right there. Everything we offer, including the Pro Football Betting Guide, which is coming out in a week or so, is all there for 175 bucks right now. This is gonna go up, and Michael always says that you have to invest to make $175 through the Super Bowl. When you get articles from Michael, when you get point spread weekly, and you get the two guides and everything we offer, including the betting splits, that's not a lot of money. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. It's the only way to get it. It's vsin.com slash subscribe. Now, we put Thomas Gable in a tough spot, Michael Lombardi, because he's got to follow <laughs> Annie Agar. That, that, the, the, my favorite was... How good of a story is that? How good out of, the, out of COVID comes... It's just brilliant, right? I mean, she just decides to do something, and, and that's the power of how the reach of the world we live in is so connected now. I mean, here she is in, in her hometown, and she's doing these videos, and the next thing you know, she's all over the country. Yeah, but you can't grow up in Michigan and be a Packers fan. That's a little weird. I, I, I won't go there right now. That's well, a little weird, though, to be uh, fair. Yeah, I know. I know. I can understand it. But you can understand okay. her point, too. I mean, 
Yeah, oh, no, yeah, I yeah. get it. Totally get it. Totally get it. Her quarterback is a hippie. Uh, Thomas Gable is not a hippie. He runs the race and sports book at the Borgata, and he joins us now. He is our partner. We don't even call him a guest. He's just part of the, he's part of the show. And I'm going to embarrass him. So he texted me again yesterday. Who do you like in the Arlington Million at Churchill? It's a huge horse race. He immediately said, I like Santon. Okay, Santon was like your fourth betting favorite on the board. Who won the Arlington Million? Santon. That Santin. is two weekends in a row Thomas Gable has picked two big races. I know you don't like being embarrassed, but congratulations, my friend. Well, thank you. I mean, listen, but like you said, it's only two races. So let's... Uh, oh, gosh, and for those who, Stop being so and, humble. And listen, please, for those who listen to this show, uh, whether it's on the regular or not, Michael, as you know, your co-host here is one of the the sharpest horse guys around. So let's not yes. play that. Yeah. You know, don't try to play me up that I'm something great no. with comes to horses. I, I'm not. The co-host no. here I, is. He, no, no, no. He no. Those are two races. To it. He, he, I do. I do. I do love it. it. I am passionate. I am. Michael's right. I am passionate. And thank you, Thomas. But those are two races in a row that I wouldn't have bet the winning horse. You gave me the winner. Okay. Enough embarrassing you. How did the eight preseason games turn out there at the Borgata yesterday for you, Thomas? The preseason games went well. Uh, we had a couple of, uh, of, I'd say, decent decisions for uh, for preseason. Again, the limits are lower, so uh, it started off nice with the um, with the Bears uh, and the Chiefs. That that went our way. Uh, the Steelers Seahawks game also went our way. Uh, so. You know, the rest of them, it's tough to have, like, any sort of big decision in preseason games because the limits are much smaller. But, um, you know, for the day, we, we came out ahead on uh, on football. Uh, not so much Major League Baseball. We took a lot of Mets money late and drove that uh, mm. price on DeGrom up. I think they closed at uh, 250 uh, yeah. Just a gem from DeGrom yesterday. If you didn't see that performance, just unbelievable. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a really good game. But... Yeah, so we lost on uh, the Mets Phillies game yesterday, but uh, overall not a, not too bad of a day, and we still have uh, one more preseason game to go today uh, at 4:25 local time with the Vikings and Raiders. Yeah, and that over bumps up. Where are you on the over in that game? Are you at 37? It seems to be 37, 37 and a half in most places. Yep, we're we are 37 and a half uh, up from the opener of 34, and you're also seeing. Uh, a move here towards the Raiders. Um, Raiders open laying two and a half. They're now up to five point favorites. I think the Vikings. Yeah. You know, I feel they're one of the more interesting teams to look at this year. You know, last year they certainly got a lot of preseason attention from sharp betters in terms of their futures. Uh, people saw some value on the numbers that the books were hanging there, and now Mike Zimmer's gone, so you have a new staff. It's the third season now of Kirk Cousins throwing to Justin Jefferson, who he was the first player to ever reach 3,000 receiving yards in his first two seasons. And then you also have one of the best running backs in the league with Dalvin Cook. And I think for the Vikings, the offensive line will still be an issue. You know, they, they've struggled with interior blocking. They'll face some really good defensive fronts early in the season. So it's going to be an early test for, for this team. But um, the the defense, this will be our first look here at the Vikings as they transition from that 4-3 base defense they've employed for years into the 3-4 scheme. And, you know, for the quarterbacks, obviously no Kirk Cousins uh, dealing with COVID. 
I'm not sure how he got COVID because I thought he said he would wrap himself in bubble wrap, but he, he got it. <laughs> um, we will, uh, you know, we'll see plenty of Kellen Mond, Sean Mannion, you know, as they battle for the backup spot. Derek Carr on Vegas side, they, he hasn't played in a preseason game I think since 2019. So you'll see, you know, Stidham and Mullins. Um, and the fact that the Raiders have already played a preseason game and have that under their belt, and when you look at the backup quarterbacks that are going to be playing in this one, I, I don't think it's real surprising that you're seeing the line move towards Vegas in this. Uh, but, Michael, I wanted to ask you, get your take here on, on the defense for Minnesota, which, you know, some people are saying that this could certainly be the difference maker. They really struggled last year, especially at the ends of halves, and the ends of games, they relied heavily on blitzes. Do you think going to this 3-4 scheme is going to make them better? I mean, the secondary is really going to have to step up here, I think. Well, you know, they were such a fascinating team last year. Rarely do you see a team that's fourth in the National Football League in third down, getting off the field on third down, Mm -hmm. be so bad in terms of yards allowed first and second down. And so Ed Donatel's challenge is to build off what Zimmer was doing on third down, but try to get better on first down. And I think they will. I do think they are. I think there's a lot of room for improvement here, especially with Danielle Hunter coming back. You know, they signed Jordan Hicks. Look, they're going to be a little bit of a try to disguise the coverage element, what they're doing defensively. I I do. I like them on the over. I do think they'll be better. They lost a lot of close games. They were one and two in overtime last year. You know, this offense can generate points. You know, they have two legitimate receivers on the outside in Jefferson and Thielen. They've got a great running back in Cook along with Madison. And we know if Cousins is protected, he's going to move the football effectively. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, Thomas. The question marks defensively, and if you can be that good on third down, you can be really good on the other downs. I think they'll improve. You know, to me in this game, I think you hit the nail on the head. I was not a Kellen Mond fan coming out. I, I didn't, you Me know, neither. he was one look and take off. And I, you know, Mannion's going to be the backup. There's no way Mond, I mean, from what I'm told, Mond is way out of this race. And I think that's why the line's moving. If the Raiders allow Mond to run around like a single wing quarterback, maybe they'll score points. But to me, he's going to have a hard time just executing the offense on a consistent basis. Thomas, follow up for you on the Vikings. I've got DraftKings at nine, a little juiced up to the over. Question for you, where do you have them? And remember, even though the Lions are vibes right now and have juice, the Lions aren't a great football team. Chicago, as you pointed out yesterday, is going to struggle. So there's wins in division. Where are you sitting right now with the Vikings win total? So we have them at nine and a half, and that's typically where you'll find most books. They either be at nine and a half or nine, and nine and a half here is juiced to the under. So... Uh, that's kind of the struggle, you know, whether or not they're going to win 10 games, whether they're going to win nine games. Um, but I I like this team this year. I, too, go over nine and a half uh, um, and get that plus money here. You know, you can get plus 105 over the nine and a half. Uh, I, I do like the over for them this year. And uh, for all the reasons Michael just went through, with they they have a lot of talent on the offensive, and I think they're really going to be able to move the ball and it, as long as that defense improves and the the management around the ends of halves and the ends of games, I think, again, if more decisions go their way um, and the better decision, there's better decision-making, I, I think this team will certainly win more games and challenge Green Bay, I think, for the division. 
I'm yeah. I'm with them there, Patrick. Believe it or not, I, I like I Minnesota's agree. team. I'm with you I really both. do. I'm I'm with you both. I I really do think they're going to be good. They're two plus two sixty five in division. The Packers minus one ninety. There seems to be good vibe. Is it's weird too, uh, Michael and Thomas. Is there a more disparate player when it comes to? You just look at the numbers and Kirk Constance's numbers, Michael, they're wonderful. And then the perception does not equal the numbers. Well, he just is so hard. I mean, he's not in it. You know, he's he's not a guy the teammates go out with a beer for. He's just a different guy. Plays mm-hmm. well, but he's not an endearing quality. You know, he doesn't evoke that intense leadership. And when he... In a tight game, it, it kind of shows up. But when he can get back there and throw the ball, and I think with O'Connell running the offense, I think he's going to be really good. He's our partner with us for another football season and with us in the offseason as well. Thomas Gable runs the race and sportsbook over at the Borgata. Thomas, I'm not going to handicap the races today, so could you just send me the winners, please? I don't think I'm going to have time today, Patrick, to go through uh, <laughs> handicapping the horses. <laughs> TG, thank you, buddy. We'll see you soon, okay? Thanks, TG. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Thomas Gable, Borgata. We'll come back with the receivers, the red and blue chip receivers with Michael Lombardi and, of course, the GM Shuffle coming up next here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert those points into dining and shows. It's a loyalty program like your credit card. It's the best, redeemable all over the place, including online. BetMGM app, BetMGM.com is where you find the information. It's 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. 
if you do have an issue. One thing to note about tonight's um, preseason game with Minnesota at Vegas, that number is sitting five off the two-and-a-half opener. Of course, the Kirk Cousins news, and we saw how well in the Hall of Fame game the Vegas Raiders played. Understand, that's abnormal as far as a spread in the preseason, Michael, meaning you had eight games yesterday. The biggest spread yesterday was Denver laying four-and-a-half, and most time in the preseason you're going to see one, two, two-and-a-half, maybe threes, but we are all the way up to five with Vegas. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and, and you know, look, one thing that was pretty obvious yesterday was the fourth-quarter comebacks. Buffalo, fourth-quarter comeback. Washington, fourth-quarter comeback, right? Pittsburgh, you know, so yeah, all these games had a lot of things going on in the fourth quarter. So I think five's a lot of points to lay in, in this game. Do I like the over? Probably, because I think it'll get sloppy in the second half. And I think the Raiders, with a two weeks of practice, will get will get uh, their execution going offensively. And Minnesota, I don't know. Their depth is not very good. I mean, they have some really good front-line players particularly in their backup offensive line. That yet to be determined whether they have enough depth. I think Marion and some of those guys are going to struggle with the protection, especially if they don't play all their starters. Okay, Michael, the total 34, as you mentioned earlier, bet up to 37.5 Minnesota-Las Vegas coming up later today. Okay, let's get to a little cross-promotion here. You do a great job, Michael and Femi, with GM Shuffle, which is the best yeah. football podcast you can find. You can find it at vsin.com or wherever you download your podcast. Criteria for red and blue chip wide receivers, then we'll start with the red. What's the criteria here, Michael? Well, you know, it's really not a complicated position. You got to get open and catch the ball. But more than anything, you got to be able to beat press coverage. And you've got to be able to win at the top of the route, which most of these guys coming from college struggle to do. They've always had free access. They just come off the line, they run their route, and everybody goes Dick Vitale and goes crazy. But you've got to be able to have quickness and acceleration in and out of your cuts. And when you watch, like, George Pickens, for example, you know, he's the perfect guy that. Walsh would say, why are we picking guys in the top 10 when there's guys in the 50s that are just as good as anybody picked in the top 10? I mean, Pickens has taken over the league in terms of conversations. Just watch him. I mean, he's big, he's fast. Go back to when he was in high school, at Hoover High School in Alabama. Commits to Auburn, then flips to Georgia, takes the Southeast Conference by storm, and then he has some injuries, especially in the March of last year where he misses. So now he slips to 52. I promise you, he's going to be better than some of the guys that were picked in in, in the first round. So it's a position that is very, very stocked, especially with college football now, that you can find guys in later rounds. Look at all the money given out to the guys picked in the second and third round this year. So to me, it's a value position. You need them. You, but the other thing I wanted to make the big point of is being a number one receiver in the NFL is not an easy thing to do. If I said to you, Patrick, is Debo Samuel number one receiver? Most everybody would say, of course he is, because, you know, he had six touchdowns. He averaged 18.2 yards. He's really not an outside receiver. He's an inside right. receiver. He's best right. when he's moving with the ball and he gets the ball in his hands. If he has to win a route on the outside with no motion, lined up at the line and separate, accelerate at the top of the route, he's got people that can cover him. But in the role he's in, he's outstanding. So there, you have to have a different differentiation of understanding that. Oh, it's, it's really well put. The And Pickens coming out of high school, and again, aside from the injuries, he probably would have been, if he stayed healthy in college at Georgia, he would have been your first wide receiver off the board. He's that time. I mean, the size is incredible as well. So, uh, before, And he's fast, and he's, he looks and like he's A.J. Fast. Green. 
he looks like A.J. Green. Just watch him. He looks like he's got great hands. You know, and, and so the Steelers get themselves a, a, a really hell of a player in the second round. And, you know, you got to credit Kevin Colbert. I mean, they've done it with Chase Claypool, too. They've done it with Deon, Deontay Johnson. I mean, this is they haven't really had to do this for receivers. And to me, I think it's a smarter play. Okay, let's throw up the red chippers here. And you can see, of course, the insignia for the GM shuffle. We got Stefan Diggs, uh, the aforementioned Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, and Mike Williams. Is there one you want to pick there and elucidate? Well, I think, I think people would say C.D. Lamb. What's he doing on there? You know, guy had over 1,000 yards, averaged 14 yards a catch, had six touchdowns. You know, his catch ratio last year played in the slot at 65%, 66%. Two things I think it's really important for if you're getting ready for your fantasy draft is you've got to look at the catch ratio. How many, how many balls are targeted to the receiver based on how many catches he has? For example, you know, Cooper Cup last year was targeted 191 times. He had 145 catches. That's a 76% ratio. That's outstanding. Justin Jefferson was 157 to 108. That's a 65% ratio. So you want that ratio high, and then you want to be able to take the catches and divided into how many touchdowns. Because ultimately, the objective is the receiver's going to get the ball in the end zone, right? You want to make big plays. And that is, like, for example, Paul Warfield. Paul Warfield averaged five touchdowns, averaged a touchdown every five catches. Now, he played in an offense that ran the ball constantly, but the guy was had like 450 catches. He had, he had 75 touchdowns. I mean, that's what elite receivers do so always look at those two numbers I think C.D. Lamb's going to take a step up because I think he can win on the outside and he can win on the inside I think Diggs certainly could have qualified for a blue I think he was right on the cusp of that I think Debo in the role he's in is outstanding because he's so hard to tackle Okay, we'll get to the blue chippers just quickly. Friend of the show, Pat Leonard, who's going to join us covering the Giants throughout the year. He just tweeted, maybe the worst practice of camp for the Giants first string offense. Worse than that, more injuries on both sides of the ball. Just for the better, just to make sure you have that in your arsenal. Not a good day for the Giants uh, offense and then injuries as well, Michael, just quickly on that. Well, I mean, look, not to sidetrack here, but at some point, Brian, I... Brian Dayball's number one job, the, you know, the, the to be a successful NFL head coach, and certainly I wasn't one, but I've observed a lot of good ones, they understand what the job is and what the job isn't. And Brian Dayball's job is right now is to figure out his quarterback. That's the number one thing he has to do. And if he doesn't do that now, his, he's not going to be able to do that every other part of his job. And so Daniel Jones is telling them in loud words – I'm not really a starter. I could be a backup, but I'm not really the future. Now, they got to make a decision. Do they let it play out and go with Tyrod Taylor and win five games and get a high draft pick? Or do they try to fix it this year? That remains to be seen. What's the direction? But until he solves that problem, there's going to be a lot of Pat Leonard reports along this line. Okay, not good news out of Giants camp. Just thought the better should know it. Let's throw up the blue chippers. You're not going to see a New York football giant here. Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. That's a hell of a list. I mean, Tyreek Hill to me is the is the is the signature of the list because he's so damn fast, but he's also so damn quick. You know, when he catches a slant, you know, if you don't have somebody who could tackle him with quickness, how many times have you seen him on the sideline where he's dancing around and they still don't get him off? They don't still don't touch him. I mean, he's explosive. He can do things. He's got great hands. The running back at Oklahoma State, always important. 
you know, why is that important? Because they know what to do with the ball in their hands. Justin Jefferson, to me, you know, he's number two in the league in catches, had a 15-yard average last year, 10 touchdowns, almost averaged 100 yards a game in receptions. Devontae Adams, same thing, almost 100 yards. Now, Devontae Adams had 169 targets. Somebody's got to make up that up for Aaron Rodgers, and he had 123 catches. A 73% ratio, that's damn. When you play outside receiver, you've got to have that, and you're in the 70% catch ratio, you're really good. You are really good. Like Mike Williams, who I have as a blue chip, every, a red chip, everybody would think, well, Keenan Allen's the guy there. No, no. You go in the game, you got to stop Mike Williams. Mike Williams averaged 15, 15 yards a catch. He had nine touchdowns. Now, his catch ratio isn't as good because he plays outside and he's catching long balls. So he's, he's at 58.9% catch ratio. So there's a lot more long foul balls with him. But when he gets it, the ball goes in the end zone. That's a hell of a list, like you said. Michael always puts Tyreek at the top. I can't doubt that either. We'll see Devontae tonight in well, action. We'll see Justin I Jefferson mean, as well. Go ahead. Ty- Tyreek Hill makes every defensive coordinator nervous. Because we're, he got it. where is he? Do we have him? We can't bracket him because he'll run through a bracket. We've got to have somebody on the line to jam him, and we've got to have somebody on top to cover him. Five feels like a steep price to lay in a preseason game. Minnesota yeah, at Vegas. It's five, Michael. I think, you know, as I told, these are hard to handicap these games because of the backup, the uncertainty. I would lean towards Minnesota taking the five. I think the over is more in play because I think this, I think the Raiders will move the football. They've got some, this is their second game. They're trying to develop the offensive line. I like the over at 37. Now it's 37 and a half. Even though it's been ticking up, I still like it. Greg Bedard, Dan Fates, Annie Agar, and Thomas Gable, thank you very much for joining us on this easy Sunday morning. The playlist is set today. It's Commodores all day, Michael Lombardi. Thank you, Patrick. Have a great one. You have a great Sunday, Michael. Enjoy the game. I'll see you tomorrow, okay? See you tomorrow. Okay. That's the Lombardi line. We'll talk to you next time here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 